You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Mitch here from Geek Elite Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candice, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candice. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. Hey, Mitch! This week on the podcast, I have Rachel Brumfield, and I want to say that I've been admiring your your Aww. work on social media, of your your woodworking work, and uh, I'm I'm so glad that you decided to come on and talk to us. Well, thank you for asking me. <laughs> uh, your wood sculptures. I mean, do you call it sculptures? Is it, it what would you call it? Um, yeah. I mean, wood carvings. Wood carvings. Okay. Yeah, sure. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, uh, as of late, it's been a lot of uh, uh, like state shapes. Yeah, um, Bob Vote. Um, he asked me to make the uh, Arizona, Michigan, uh, not Michigan one. Gosh, I got Michigan stuck in my head right now. Uh, Maryland uh, one oh, for yeah, him. Yeah, and um, I had such a blast doing it. And it just like I, I've been wanting to get into wood carving for, gosh, for at least a couple of years, and. I don't know. Once I just started doing that, I was like, you know, I'm having fun doing this. I'll just keep doing it. And, <laughs> and uh, there's just so many things you can do with it with just a variety of the states and the flags or other, I don't know, whatever else somebody wants. Right. I mean, whatever they want. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, I mean, I still want to get into more of like the, the fine aspect of wood carving, you know, more of the ornate designs that you see people do. But uh, I'm just kind of go along with this and using it as a, a way to, practice the the wood carving it well i mean so then i mean i've seen other stuff that you did that you do just woodworking in general like you made that table that you put it behind your your couch mm-hmm. or something like that so is it always been wood for you is that is that a medium that you've always liked <laughs> um well no I, gosh in college i did blacksmithing i did pottery you know i did almost all of it and um so my interest hasn't been one specific thing but what started out is Oh crap! I can't remember how many years ago. Let's say like five years ago. Okay. Uh, could be longer. Uh, a girlfriend of mine. Um, we were talking about like cutting boards and how you can't really find a good one oh. in the stores. And uh, I had a miter saw, and I was like, <laughs> and I had this like fuck it attitude. Let's. I don't know if I could cuss on this. Oh one. yeah. Okay. Go cool. right the fuck <laughs> Um. So I was like, you know, I could do this. So I went to Lowe's thinking, I'm like. Psh, I got this in the bag, you know, whatever. <laughs> and the little voice in my head said, hey, you might want to like research what type of wood instead of just going <laughs> buying random shit. And um, so I like stood in Lowe's and an aisle at Lowe's for, oh gosh, like almost an hour. And, and like the associates kept coming up to me like, hey, do you need help? I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. Just 
just researching. <laughs> and I realized like there's so much more to this than just buying some wood and gluing it together because I mean, not, you don't want to use like the softwoods obviously. And mm. you got to figure out what kind of wood you, uh, not, not wood, but glue you want to use and all this other stuff to make sure it's like food safe. And it just like opened up this huge, like a rabbit hole of ma- just making cutty boards in general. And, um, and of course I can't do anything unless it's artistic, <laughs> you know? And, um, so it just, I made it very challenging, but it was fun. And, um, so that turned into, um, the business art and soul. And, um, so I was doing that for a while and I got really busy and I had asked my friends, uh, Tracy and another friend of ours at the time, like, Hey, let's make an actual woodworking business, start a HSB woodworking. And that's what, uh, Tracy's currently, um, doing right now and go check her out HSB woodworks. And, um, so I did that. We did that for a while. And, um, I started to have some health issues, started to get migraines every single day and it was just horrible. So I, I decided to make the choice to step away from it and figure out, mm. you know, like where these migraines are coming from. And, um, hopefully not wood dust. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Some of the wood dust does cause I wouldn't imagine. Problems. I would imagine. Yeah. But, um, but I learned a lot from that. And the one thing that I learned, um, was that out of the, many different projects that we that we worked on I learned what what things I really like to do and furniture building is not not my forte no <laughs> no. no because there's a lot that goes into oh, it. Yeah. extremely just the engineering behind it and I'm not a huge like math person it, which is kind of some people will probably be surprised because you need to know you know math and woodworking to build build things mm-hmm. but I mean I do art math. Right, right. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> what's aesthetically pleasing yeah, as to exactly, what's practical. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I bullshit my way through it. But um, but uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> uh, wherever the adventure yeah, journey okay. goes. So, um, so I had the migraines and then um, eventually figured out um, where they were coming from. And then it really dove into like my spiritual practices and I just kept thinking about like, well, before I left HSB Woodworks, I really wanted to keep diving into wood carving, but I just never really had the chance to because we we're just so busy with all the commission work. And, um, and so once I got my migraines under control or figured out where they're coming from, um, I kept thinking, I'm like, man, I really miss, I really miss creating, mm-hmm. not just specifically woodworking, but I miss creating. And, um, so I just started buying tools here and there and um, just started getting back into it. Just like just figuring out what I really want to do because I mean, commission work is, is outstanding, but um, if you, I think if you don't like give yourself time to like a project here and there for yourself, just to, I don't know, just a release. Yeah, just a release, you know, just a, a way of just um, fig- like doing something for you. Mm-hmm. Like you just get so caught up in it, you just forget why you're doing it. I imagine it becomes more of a, a chore than it is a yeah. uh, pleasure. Yeah. If you're doing it for other people instead of yourself. Yeah, but then, you know, recently I realized, you know, a lot of these. Okay, so another thing that I do, another hobby of mine. It's not so much a hobby, but I'm really into personal growth. 
And so I've been lost listening to a lot of like podcasts and videos on I'm like I have a master's degree on freaking YouTube. <laughs> it's getting to be a PhD soon, but um uh of like people who are highly successful successful <laughs> and um uh I guess you would call them motivational speakers. Um but uh they always talk about like being of service to other people. And so that's one of the things that I've really looked at objectively as far as like, or not objectively, just really looked at why I'm doing this. And it is like being of service to people because somebody put it perfect to me one time, like, or maybe I put it perfect to myself (laughs) (laughs) is that, um, you know, I have this, these skills and they're all over the place. They're not just like blacksmithing. They're not just this or that it's, it's all over. And it's cool that, you know, people come to me and say, you know, I have this vision. I I don't have these artistic skills, but I want this to be made. I'm like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to be able to, to take everything that I learned over the years and just my sheer passion of just creating, um, and combining it and just making, having somebody's vision come to life or just something. And it's, it's just really cool. And now that I'm, I understand it, like, I'm like, okay, let's, what else, what else does, do people want? You know, come to me, like, <laughs> tell me what you want. And it's exciting. It's exciting to be of, of service to other people in that way. So, and, and you were saying in, in college you were doing blacksmithing and, and pottery and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, was, was woodworking, something that was in your mind then no just it, it just came in later <laughs> yeah it just came in later it just came in later yeah was there something about that material that was just it just talked to you more uh you know <laughs> i don't know i i i i think i just really i was at a as place in my life where <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds very uh introspective um i mean it's it's art right yeah it is art yeah but i guess my eyes were open to a different aspect about woodworking because what i did in college i mean we did sculpture Mm -hmm. um that was a lot of fun but it really didn't i guess grasp why or the cool part about working with wood Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i just i just started to look at things differently and it was more like I was more um, not tuned in, but yeah, I guess tuned into. Um, <laughs> here we go. Tuned into the energy. <laughs> here we go. Here's my spiritual side, and um, and I don't know. I just really started to see like the grain in the wood, and I was like, man, wood is actually really cool. It's mm-hmm. really pretty, and um, and I just started creating with that. I don't know. I just took it as. I don't want to say bonding, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just just connected with it. Yeah, I just connected with it. Yeah, you're going to connect with things, different things throughout your life. Yeah, I mean, there are people that spend their whole life trying to master one specific thing, and that's cool. But I know for me, it's not just one specific medium or media. It's it's um, it's all of them, and the one thing I connect is just my passion for it. And, um, yeah, that's why I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you were working with, uh, with other materials, um, it, was there anything that you learned from those, uh, that, that type of art creating that you 
adapt or you know use in your wood car- carving? Um, I mean, is is there some is there a, something that that could be translatable or trans uh, moved over to? I, I don't know how to say it. Like, is is it comparable to in any way, like metal or pottery or? Um, yeah, I was. Um, I just had a recent conversation with a wood carver that I follow on Instagram. And, um, he was, since I'm new to this whole wood carving aspect, um, I, I just realized now that I was treating it like, like I did when I started oil painting. Like I tried to get like one specific area perfect, Mm. but, um, after talking with them, I realized like, oh, it's just like oil painting and watercolor. You do it in layers. He goes, yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, so like same thing and like with oil painting like you it, when you watch somebody paint with oil it's it doesn't make sense at first mm-hmm. it, and uh, especially with watercolor i still have a hard time with watercolor now. <laughs> <laughs> but um you you get your the basis of the colors like your um your uh dark colors and you build up from there and with carving you start with like the main uh the main shape of it um so it looks very rough in the beginning and but as you keep carving and as you keep painting eventually everything like the image starts to starts to come to life or come fruition is that the word mm-hmm. and uh and it's it's and the same thing with i guess blacksmithing could be the same way um you're starting with a basic shape and then eventually you you get to to the end result with just time and layers and um so yeah a lot of it yeah a lot of it's the same it's it's starting with a basis and then it doesn't make sense at first but then it gets there so chipping it away until you see what it is that you want yeah so i guess that was another question was the is it is it you you come across a piece of wood and you're like oh i can make this into that or do you just you come up with an idea first and then you you pick out the piece of wood both both okay yeah yeah there's some that there's a Charlie um, out at Sonora Woodworks. He's really cool. Um, he'd be, oh, do what you want, but he'd be hey. cool to interview. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I love the suggestions. <laughs> His backstory is really cool. But um, when, I don't know, like, I like looking at different uh, pieces of wood and just looking at the grain, and then it just it inspires me. Like, oh, this would be cool as this or that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of like. I guess a conversation with a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, if I have an idea, uh, yeah, it goes the same way. I try to find like the piece of wood that kind of like speaks to me. Right. Okay. Like, I, okay, I have this, I have this intention. Like, okay, let's let's see who pops out and says, "Hey, I want, <laughs> I want to be, let's let's use me." <laughs> so I don't know. I, I heard something that explained that was really cool um there's this um youtube channel i listened to and this guy was saying um when you so say like woodworking for a while i felt kind of bad i'm like man these trees like being cut down or i'm hope well i know the place that we buy from um uh sources responsibly okay (laughs) (laughs) and uh but still i'm like man that sucks like there's these all these trees uh, like giving us air and all this other stuff. But after listening to what this guy said, he goes, you know, it's still an exchange of energy. And 
like, <laughs> um, so like you could put your energy into like, say my sunglasses mm-hmm. and whether it's a bad mood or a negative move, mood and you give it to somebody else, you know, like they're going to have this, whether they realize it or not, they're going to, they're going to feel that emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I looked at woodworking differently is that it's, it's that exchange of energy. So my love and passion, um, I, I can put into, instead of the guilt, I put in the love and passion that I have for creating for people. And I put that into it and actually like people, again, whether they realize it or not, like it, it's different to them. Cause I asked somebody once, I'm like, I don't understand. Or another self-realization, like, you know, the cutting boards that I used to make, like everybody, you know, every, everybody makes cutting boards. I'm like, why is it, why are these ones so special? And then I realized, oh, it's the energy of the love I put into What's it. Your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like your mom, when she makes a sandwich, it, it tastes way different, <laughs> right? Than when you make your sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you're know? like, man, it's the same freaking ingredients, but it's it doesn't taste the same. Um, so, yeah, it's... I was going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, you're talking just how, you know, it makes you feel. Or the fact yeah. that, you know, where you get your wood from. Yeah. Um, no, that, I mean, that's great. I mean, talking about like, uh, uh, like the Maryland uh, state one that mm-hmm. you made. Uh, what, what, what went into to making that? What was the, the processes? Like, do you, how do you go choose the wood if you choose, if you, if you even make a, a decision on what kind of wood you're using for that? Um, I just started with, the basic knowledge I had about it, I knew that I wanted to use like a soft wood. So basswood is perfect for carving and there's other woods out there, but to start out basswood's good. Um, and a lot of the stuff I, I just figure out as I go. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, when I was in, I think it was high school, no, junior high, I took a leather making class. I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. no, that must have been like a northern thing. <laughs> and um, all you Vikings up there. And yeah, right. Uh, you, you didn't have um, what is it? Uh, what dance? Uh, what dance was it? Oh shit, I can't remember. Where you dance around a circle with uh, your partner. Um, God dang it. Nope, I didn't have this. Uh, shit i'm forgetting right now anyways i know everybody's probably like it's this um but uh um we were we were talking about so you were took leather working sorry people have adhd (laughs) leather working in junior high helped you yeah leather making junior high so i had like some basis of of understanding of um how to, I don't know, patterns? shape things. Yeah, pattern, okay. shape things. Um, and then also drawing that helped. Um, and watching some of Dell's videos or just talking to him about sculpting in general um, helped inspire um, the woodworking as well. But um, I don't know. I just kind of figure it out as I go and um, just kind of – it's it's just like I'm taking myself and taking a step back and just letting – the artistic side of me and just mm. take control and just go with it. <laughs> so, so is it, but it's not just one plank of wood, right? Um, it can be, but, okay. um, I chose to do, um, they call them turning blanks. They're like one and three quarter by one and three quarter squares. And people will turn them into like furniture legs or whatever else on the way on the lathe. And, um, but 
I just thought it was easier just to, to use and cut up. And, um, but, um, the place that I buy from now, now I know that they have thicker and wider boards. I'm actually going to start using that, but, um, but yeah, so, um, then I try to figure out, okay, like how, how am I going to cut this out? How am I going to, how am I going to carve everything and what tools am I going to use? And of course, then that turned into like, okay, I need, I need these expensive tools because <laughs> <laughs> you can. And um, so it it turned out really cool, like trying to figure out, okay, with basswood, you don't have to use a hammer as much to, um, to use the carving tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see people who are using harder woods, they'll be using a hammer or a mallet um, to, uh, to carve, um, to carve out a majority of the, of the stock. But um but I didn't have to because I wasn't um, taking away a lot. But uh, another thing that I incorporate is power carving. Um, that's power carving's fun. <laughs> <laughs> my skin doesn't like it because I've caught myself a few times. But ah, it heals. Um, but I, I'm try, I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, do I want to get more into the hand carving aspect or more of the power carving? Or do I want to marry the two? Mm-hmm. And I think because my lack of patience, <laughs> I think marrying the two is the best aspect for me. And eventually, you know, once I learned how to be patient with myself, then I'll probably get more into like the hand carving aspect. But um, but I'm okay with, with not being a full-time hand carver. And um, I, guess, I guess if, you know, people want to get into this, find out what works best for you, like right. whether it's hand carving or power carving or both. And, um, so I, I've learned to make peace with that. Um, cause there's a purpose for, for both. So. And, uh, do you, so I, eventually you have to glue the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you, do you carve it out in sections and then glue it together or do you, mm-hmm. you glue it together and then carve it out as one? Yeah. I glue it together and then, um, trace on the, the shape of the state and then you cut it out. I have a bandsaw at home and you cut it out and then, um, you can, well, sorry, got ahead of myself, mm-hmm. trace the shape. And then, um, I trace the, the flag, um, on as well. Okay. But I mean, it's up to what you want to do, but, um, so I did both and then I cut it out and then I went to town on carving out the outlines of everything. And then, I started to like carve away the shapes mm. and um, once I got everything refined, um, then I went in and started painting everything and then I sealed it with a lacquer. So, so once you seal it, does that make it harder? Like so that, cause you said it's a soft wood and you don't even need to use a mallet sometimes mm-hmm. to, to carve out. But like uh, once you give it the final product, if someone were happened to bump it against something, is it going to leave a dent in the wood? Oh or? yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's still going to be that soft. There's not yeah. like hardening or anything. Oh, no. That. <laughs> no. I mean, you could if you want to do like epoxy resin. Okay. But um, I don't do the epoxy. Um, nobody's requested it for me yet. Um, okay. It's a big thing right now. So I'm, I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> so if somebody wants me to do something like that, yeah, go right ahead. And um, so, but yeah, it's. For with it being a soft, even the hardwoods, like if you bumped it against, yeah, something. if you bumped it against something, there'll be a, a dent, but it won't be as as deep as, as the, the soft, soft woods. Wood. Yeah, so 
when you're when you glue it to get, when you glue the pieces together and you, you I'm I'm assuming you compress it somehow or yeah you use it. clamps clamps yeah, right, how long clamps. does that usually have to to stay together um typically well because it gets so freaking hot here <laughs> <laughs> you don't need much time no no you need at least two hours uh, but if you want to start doing like heavy work on the wood I would give it like at least a day for it to set up. I mean, cause if you do it any more than that, like the pressure the, of it being under clamps, under the clamp pressure, it actually starts to break down the strength of the wood glue. Mm. So you really want to read the instructions on um, the types of glues that you use because it, I mean, there's manufacturers are not bullshitting you. <laughs> 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 like, like, um, but like, again, like I said, because it gets so hot here in Yuma, I'm pretty sure that the manufacturers weren't, thinking about the yuma heat and no <laughs> a lot of they people don't, don't. the extremes no <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i i usually give it depends on if i have time or not i mean always you do like two to four hours because i'm not really doing any like extreme hard uh work on it um so i'll be good if i after like four hours of letting it um be under pressure then clamp dry and does it does uh do do the the seams I guess so to speak where the two pieces of wood meet do they is it usually like just dis- disappear virtually disappear or do yeah. you have to work with that or yeah you can um if you line up the if you especially if you do like grain matching mm-hmm. from like different pieces of wood you can actually make it look like to where it's one piece of wood mm. if you're looking from the top but if you're looking at the end grain yeah the end grain you can see obviously a different boards. Right. Um, but if you're looking from the top, you can make it to where like, it doesn't mean you doing, you can't even tell. <laughs> so, but with my stuff, you, I'm not even worried about that. No. Um, I just have to make sure, um, the, the boards when they come together, you know, they're, they're flat. And, um, luckily the place I buy from, they're really good about the quality of their, the pieces that they ship. And so I, I don't need a plane or anything. I just, glue it together and i'm done mm. so yeah um have you come across a, a uh really difficult design yet that something that's had made you step back and just like scratch your Question head life um <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't yeah i've had a few that like kind of yeah maybe scratch my head but it doesn't stop me no good yeah it doesn't stop me i mean if it's beyond what i can do then i'll be like yeah that's give me a couple of years and i can do this <laughs> but uh you, so you assess that before you even start of mm-hmm. like oh maybe I, I i would need to to research this a little bit more before i attempt it kind of thing yeah and that's another thing that i, I learned um there's a great blacksmith he's amazing his name's liam liam hoffman hoffman blacksmithing and um I was listening to one of his his videos and he said, you know, in the beginning you should take on a variety of projects or variety of commissions from people. Um, and that's what I did in the beginning. And I know that's what we did with the HSB woodworks. And eventually, like I said, I got to where, um, I figured out like what I was capable of or what I wanted to do and how far I wanted to push myself. And, um, of course, you know, getting out, getting out of your comfort zone is always the best thing. But I mean, you also have to be honest with your, with your time, with your knowledge and with the skills that you have, you know, like 
do you want to like stress yourself out over a design or something that you know yeah you you could but you have to really be honest with yourself and right. i think that's important. what your skill set is yeah and which, stuff like yeah that. yeah so but I mean, obviously i mean you, you said like you you're, you're going on youtube you're listening to other podcasts and you're learning more and more as, yeah. as you go and figuring out what it is that you i mean that's also a good thing right yeah yeah and the, i know uh have you ever heard of gary vaynerchuk nope gary v freaking amazing <laughs> he comes a he comes across very harsh, but he has a really good heart and, um, he just really cares. And, you know, he, his main thing is do the stuff that you're happy about, that you're really passionate about. And if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, can you do this? I'm like, and if I don't feel any passion about it, I'm like, "Mm, maybe, maybe I'm not the person for you for this. Mm -hmm. There are way other you know more woodworkers around that's that is their passion to make this this thing for you and um i think that i think that's important for a lot of creators is to just not settle or not not settle but just be honest with yourself and it's okay Mm -hmm. and you don't have to try to be something just because like oh my gosh yeah that's a lot of money i can make from that yeah Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, if, if I was really into, you know, like making a bunch of money, I would focus on furniture making, but that's not, not where my passion right, is. Right. That's not where your passion is. Yeah. So, I mean, cabinet making, that's a crap ton of money. If, I mean, <laughs> if anybody wants to make some money, get a cabinet making. But um, <laughs> I, that's, I, I don't enjoy making boxes with doors and put them on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not downplaying cabinet making as it's an art form itself, but it's just not my thing. Right. <laughs> so, um, high five to anybody who makes them, but, um, but now like, uh, I already see all the mean tweets coming in. <laughs> yeah, right. Rachel sitting there, bad mouthing cabinets, boxes, with doors. <laughs> <laughs> sorry people. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, it's a, that's fine. That's I mean, yeah. If you're not passionate about, it, I mean, and and this is what you're doing. You're doing it for your passion, anyways. Yeah. It's not you're not. It doesn't sound like you're in it just for the commission. So no, it, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is enticing to be like, oh, I can make all this and this and this. Like, it is enticing, but I mean, but we're again. That's another exchange of energy. Like the, and I. People start to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. People have the bullshit factor and or the smell or whatever it is, and and that's not the type of person or creator I want to be. Right? Like you, I mean, you've been in the the your interests, your the comic book side and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you've seen people where they just want to do it for the money, and then there's people that want to do it for the passion. You know, writing comic books and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, doing all these conventions and stuff. I, I see, you know, people come and talk to me about, oh, you know, I'm trying to start off this new comic book. I want to do this and that and this. I'm like, you can see the passion in them. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of the older comic book creators were that way when they were younger. Yeah. Maybe not because back in the 60s and 70s when they were, you know, the comic books were taking off and stuff like that. You know, the, a lot of those guys came from other things and they just kind of got thrown into making comic books. So mm-hmm. they might not have had the passion, but like now they're just very curmudgeon about the whole thing. Yeah. So you go up to these conventions and you see, and they have spotlights and you ask them questions. They're like, oh, I was just doing that because 
you know, I was told to, or the money was that, you know, this is what the money told me to do and stuff like that. It's just like, you feel bad because it's like, these are the characters that you love and they're like, don't give a crap about them at all. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, that's sad. But yeah, I mean, obviously if you're doing it, you do it for the passion. It's so much, it's, it comes out in your work. Yeah, it does. It really does. And I mean, you can, you can hire people and be like, okay, which there are a lot of creators out there. I'm not, I'm not dogging them for this, but you could also be the other type of person that I don't know, that doesn't really put their heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. And just I don't know. It's I like to be surrounded by people that are passionate, that are that like to live inspired. Mm-hmm. And um and if somebody doesn't live that way, I like I can I could tell, I'm like, okay, you're not <laughs> you're over here. <laughs> I'll just stay over here. But I don't know. Like even with the people that I, I listen to um, as society deems as a one percenters, <laughs> I hate labels. I absolutely hate labels. That's probably another meme. But uh, there are shitheads in every group. Oh yeah, I don't care what people say. But um, but the people that I do listen to, the highly successful successful people, um, they are passionate. Like when you ask them, what when they've been asked, like why exactly are you trying to make all this money? And a lot of people are the ones I listen to, the good ones. <laughs> uh, it's because they want to help people. Oh, and and that's the the interesting thing about that. A lot of people don't realize, like, um, we don't give people a chance or to like ask them, okay, why exactly are you doing this? Mm-hmm. We just take it. I don't know. We just look at the surface and be like, oh, they're just rich in this. And it's like, no, they actually have a intention. It's really good intention. And, um, and that's another thing that I'm trying to learn, not just with art, but just in life and itself is to like really ask people like, what inspires you? Like, right. what about this inspires you? Yeah. And if they say, oh, I don't know, then I'm like, ah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the same. I mean, I, not to bring it to myself, but like doing this podcast, doing the podcast I do in general, like at, at a point it started getting like, uh, am I still doing this because I want to, or mm-hmm. because I feel like I have to. And then I started doing this where I'm doing the interview stuff yeah. and I get to talk to a bunch of people that are doing things because they're passionate about it. And that it totally re- reinvigorated me, like yeah. made me want to do more, make me want to create more and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's great to talk to other people that are, you know, feeling that passion or geeking out about whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. and, and going towards, you know, the, the, what you said about not letting people explain who, you know, uh, how they feel or why they do things. It's like, I guess, yeah, we do hope that if someone makes it you know, proverbially to the top, that they will put their hand down to be like, Hey, here's a hand up. This is how I did it kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. So, I mean, that makes, that makes a lot more sense. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I said in one of my posts, like, this is a perfect time to learn because mm-hmm. you have YouTube, you have podcasts, you have this and that. I mean, the resources are endless. And, oh yeah. And that's another thing, like with these, um, successful people is that they want to get the knowledge out there. It's why there's so many books now. Mm -hmm. They want to help people. And, and I think as I know for me, like I I want to also teach people through the Instagram posts and through the Facebook posts, like, but also help inspire them to Mm -hmm. not necessarily be an artist, but just to get out there and, and do something that inspires them, you know, like, I mean, I have this tattoo, Live Inspired. I mean, it's absolutely true. You should live inspired. 
And I hate doing things out of obligation. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> and um, so I've gotten to the point where, you know, you start to set up more and more healthy boundaries. And, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of talk about that throughout the years, you know, in my life. And I never really fully understood it. But um, that also goes along with the art, like setting up a healthy boundary of like what kind of commissions I will take on. And, won't. Mm-hmm. and um, so... But yeah, in in general, you live inspired. I mean, it's it's an amazing feeling, and you'll find out you'll you're more honest with yourself and and with the people around you, mm-hmm. and you're more honest with the things that you create. So, so living inspired. Do you have a big project that you dream of doing, like down the line, or maybe even if if not a big project, you know what? Uh, or a dream project is—is is there something you're working on right now that you'd want to talk about? Um, I really don't have one. No, no, I. My well, my dream project <laughs> <laughs> is to uh, not live in Yuma, <laughs> and that's uh, a lot of our dream projects. <laughs> I, yeah, and to be a full-time artist. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a dream project. I'm, I'm going to make it a reality. Okay, and um. So that's, that's what the thing, the main thing that I'm working out towards is because I, I mean, I've been working at this current job for over 14 years and somebody from tracks listens to this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> my passion for it. <laughs> it's not there anymore. I mean, <laughs> I would say a lot of people with their daily nine to five is after a certain <laughs> amount of time, their passion for it is not there anymore. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm tired of that. Uh-huh. I'm tired. I mean, uh, was again, obligation. You're yeah, there because of obligation. Well, yeah. And I mean, at one time I was passionate about it, but, um, and Gary V he's a great guy to listen to. Um, but, uh, it's like, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I gotta, I gotta be honest with myself again, be honest with myself. Like, do I want to keep doing this or mm-hmm. do I want to keep banging my head against the wall? It's something that I'm not passionate about and just doing it just because of the paycheck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's way more to life than just this, this re- repetitious life that I'm living right now. And, um, and I'm don't want to do that anymore. Like I, I want to, I want to create, I want to, <laughs> Some people are going to be surprised by this. It depends on who this is that knows me. Um, but I want to get out there and, and meet people and be surrounded by people that inspire me. Mm-hmm. And not not that I'm not right now, but um, but um, yeah, I, I just people do inspire me regardless of what I say at work. <laughs> humans do annoy me <laughs> i'm not gonna lie about that hey like you said there's there's all kinds you gotta of have people. that balance yeah right? that's true <laughs> annoyance and and love but uh yeah it's i just want to get out and and be inspired by life and and my my time here is done <laughs> so so then is, is there is there a location in mind that i you want to, go to move to? back up north okay and because i'm originally from montana and i not necessarily. It doesn't have to be Montana, but I miss being surrounded by the trees. I miss the seasons. You mean the desert out here where there's no oh. trees, where you like to work with wood? Right? Is that a good place? I know. Where it's brown all the freaking time. 
no seasons, uh, just yeah, hot and kind of yeah, hot. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Where I almost die every summer from heat exhaustion. No. Every summer, it's, oh, you know, why are we still living here? Yeah. We should move somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, I miss that. I, it's, it's a different kind of energy and I, yeah. I, and I love the cold. I hate being hot. <laughs> like, I hate sweating just because you're existing. Yep. <laughs> Get in the pool and still sweat. Yeah. That just makes sense to me. Like, why are we torturing ourselves? Some people love it. Great. Good for you. Have it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be out. Yeah, I'm out. I'll be up north, freeze my ass off. But, um, but anyways, but on a good note, Yuma's been good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got me to, uh, to learn a lot of cool things, meet a lot of cool people and, um, so yeah. Can I ask what it was that first brought you to Yuma? Oh gosh, it was a long story relationship. Okay. Relationship. <laughs> right. Got it. You know, I, I was a assistant golf professional in uh, Palm Desert, California for a little bit. And, um, cause I wanted to be a golf pro uh-huh. cause I love teaching. I absolutely love teaching people. And, um, but I know that, um, again, I lost the passion for it because when she started getting to the business side of it, I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh, it turned me off. Oh man. And, uh, it's a totally different kind of business. And, um, but, uh, my plans for in the future when I have my full-time art career is to help teach other people and, you know, help, I don't want to say help empower people because it's their choice if they want to be, and you know, feel empowered or not. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, just to help teach people, like, you know, if they're passionate about creating, give them the opportunity to give them the tools and some of the, um, if they want to work with wood, give them that opportunity. So maybe it will spark something within them or just, you know, if they were curious about it, like, oh, that's cool. But now I know that this isn't something I want to do, but maybe just, I don't know, just, just to show somebody what it feels like to keep being inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just exchange of energies, the having conversations about like what somebody's passionate about, you know, like, I don't know. It's just cool. You can, you could take something like, uh, you could teach somebody how to make a cutting board, but the conversations you can have from just that time right. you spend together, it's just, it's cool. Cause you never know what you're going to learn about that person in that hour time or two hour time of showing them how to make a cutting board. Cause it's more than just that. It's more than just teaching them how to make a cutting board. Oh, and, and a cutting board is also something that's so practical that, I mean, it's going to, you obviously you're going to use it for make cooking and stuff yeah. like that. And the stories that are going to come from just making those oh, meals sure. and talking yeah. to people and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and if they love cooking, I mean, they're going to be like, they're going to look at that cutting board that they made every day. Like, Oh my gosh, look at this thing I made. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's what, I'm looking forward to is that time with people and getting to know them. Like I, I make, I like making, uh, uh, how do I call it? Not temporary friends, but on the spot friends, you know, mm. and n- may not even know them again after that, just that one little encounter, but just that, that moment you had of getting to know them, that was cool. And just being in the present with them. And I think that maybe, we forget about that, what it's like to just like be in the present moment with right, somebody. Yeah. And I'm not dogging social media or anything like that because social media can be a great tool um, personally and for your business. But I think the human interaction is 
just the physical human interaction is just, I don't know. It, it It's so cool. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I think, I think social media is, is a good tool if mm-hmm. you use it properly, but most of it exists in examining the past kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like where you, you're living in the past cause you're just sharing memories over and over. Whereas, you know, talking in the present, you're obviously talking in the present. You're, yeah. you're, you're there in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex- exchanging the ideas and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, and it's a. I think it's a new modern way of having pen pals in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram pals or mm-hmm. Facebook pals, and um, but yeah, who was saying it today? Um, I was listening to. Uh, there's a great, great podcast called London Real, and um, a guy who started it is Brian Rose, and he was talking to a guy. I forget his name. But he's a monk, mm. and he was talking about like how technology has kind of programmed people to want things right away now, like instant gratification. Yes, instant gratification, or like you can order something right away, and so the lack of patience nowadays is completely lost. And I can speak that from my own personal experience. Like my patience nowadays absolutely sucks, <laughs> but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm a work in progress on that. And, um, and, and it's true. Like we, we are not as patient, I, I think, as we used to be mm-hmm. just because, you know, if we want something, we can get it. Oh yeah. And, um, and, but, uh, but going back to the wood carving, that's another reason why I'm appreciating the wood carving more and more because it is teaching me patience and, um, even if I incorporate the power carving into it, like you can't just go and just, you know, clear something away. Like you have to be careful of what you're doing. Yeah. Because, you know, like there's, um, there's some woods, the green, you know, if you're, if your Dremel or whatever you're using, doesn't, um, it doesn't spin as a, a high enough RPMs, like depending on where you're carving that wood grain can catch that bit and just, um, jerk away that Dremel and depending on where your hands or your face is, like it can really do some damage. So you have to be careful. Wow. You have to pay attention. And hence why I have all these scars on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Cause again, I wasn't paying attention. And, um, so it, I mean, you have to, you have to be present with yourself and with what you're doing. And like, you're going to get, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. matter what you do. And driving is the same way, Yeah, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, um, yeah, that's, that's another thing I'm trying to take away from the art. I'm all over the place right now. Sorry people, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is the patience. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. And any, like the oil painting that takes patience and it's, it's different. Creating is different. Like you have to, you have to learn that. Yeah. So. What is, what's been the biggest, what, what's the biggest surprise that you've had in, in this venture of, uh, your, your artistic journey? Like coming across, did you come across something while, while working with the wood and just being like, oh, that's a thing that I have to keep in mind now. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, that's fine. Oh no, there is. I'm just okay. trying to figure out where to start. Um, um. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of this, um, wood combined. Okay. Um, 
So say like I run a piece of wood through uh, a table saw. Uh huh. So w- even though you're looking at a board piece of wood, depending on how, like that, that wood is always under pressure. You know, like the wood grain stuff. So when you're cutting that piece of wood in half or into strips, you're releasing that pressure. So what can happen is as the wood is passing through the blade, it'll close in on itself on the other side and mm-hmm. it'll cause the um the the wood to bind on the blade and it'll cause kickback. Mm. You ever heard of kickback? Mm-hmm. So that can be very dangerous. <laughs> very, very dangerous to find where your head is or any other body part. Um, so that's another thing. You have to be paying attention to what you're doing. And it's not just because of, yeah, you're using power tools. Yeah, you can you can lose some limbs or you can do some major damage to yourself. But you also have to be paid, pay attention to what, the, what you're working with, like what it's doing. And like it'll... It's going to do what it wants to do, regardless of you thinking you're human and you're superior. Right. But, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, it's that's another thing. Um, let's see what else. Um, there's been a lot of positive things that I didn't think I, I knew how to... Um, well, like wood carving. I didn't think I had... The knowledge or or the will to do it but then like after i did it, i was like oh that's a cool thing like <laughs> i like this so but yeah i mean so you develop that drive just just to keep working with yeah, that material yeah yeah um what else was another thing god there's a lot um <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another thing that was wood carving something potentially dangerous could have happened but I think it was, I was using um, this big old um, carving wheel on the uh, angle grinder. And again, it caught the grain just right and it kind of popped it and scared the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you got to keep going. And um, yeah, that's that's been the main things is just learn, learning to work with the, what your, the wood or whatever else shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that answered it. But <laughs> no, that that makes complete sense. Um, so then, for people that are up and coming in an artistic way, and not not just a piece of advice in, in woodworking, but just in creating art in general, what what would be one piece of advice that you would give to somebody? Not giving a shit what people think, and especially yourself. Just make it for yourself, or uh, not no, even no, for yourself. Not well. Gary V said it perfectly. He goes, "I don't even care." Well, I'm gonna. Not gonna say this exactly how he said it. Yeah, I'm gonna paraphrase. Um, he's at a level to where he doesn't even care, give a shit about what other people think, but he's also at the level where he doesn't even care about what he thinks about what he's doing. Okay, you know, because we have those thoughts like, oh, I don't know, can you do this or that? Uh-huh. And it's just like you have your own self. Yeah, blocks, don't, even, don't even listen to that. Like, just just listen to the inspiration and just keep going with it, and you'll you'll be surprised how many people out there like once you put it out like it attracts people it or you might find that group of people that is interested in what you're making mm-hmm. and don't I, I think as creators like there's we try we might try to get into okay what's selling right now or what's what's the cool thing to paint right now i mean again 
that starving artist mentality but mm-hmm. but if you get into the mentality of like i'm just creating this because i absolutely love to do this you'll be amazed how the the, the positive response that you're going to get from people because it's going to show in the, in your work mm-hmm. so stop giving a shit about what people think and especially what you think about yourself just do it because you love it that's good advice. Yeah, even if you just love stacking rocks, great. Go stack rocks all day because <laughs> all it makes you day. all day and put pictures on Instagram there you and, go. <laughs> and because you love doing it. And then you'll find other people that love looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll find another group of people who likes to stack rocks and you'll have great time stacking rocks together. I mean, like, <laughs> that's what life is supposed to be is finding stuff that you love and love doing all day, every day. And so stop giving a shit what people think. Like, seriously. Like, so it sounds like uh, I mean you you love watching you're listening to uh, podcasts and and you love going on YouTube or at least like going on YouTube and, and finding other mm-hmm. other things to inspire you or teach you. I mean what what is what is it that when you're not creating that you like to do? What's the, what's the 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 thing that you like to shut off and just geek out about? Oh, I'm a big sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me director names. <laughs> like, that. like I'm so bad about that. Like. Uh, even when people quote lines, I look at them like, gosh, you're, that's freaking cool. You could do that. <laughs> like, I, I wish, I wish I could do that. But, um, yeah, I like, I love Star Trek. I love, I love learning about the universe. I love learning about spirituality and connecting with, um, other spirits and beings and stuff like that. That's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as advancing my skills and my knowledge about it. And, um, yeah, it's it's been a cool trip. It's been a cool trip. I've had some really cool experiences. So. Is is there been one uh, particular uh, show, movie experience that you had that that was just like great? Oh gosh, there's so many. Yeah, so many. It just depends. Uh, I I love listening to. There's a channel on YouTube called Channeling Eric. Um, let's see what else. Um, but then going into the sci-fi side. I love the X-Files. I love Star Trek. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, uh, so when you're, when you're, when you're working on carving stuff and yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a time consuming process, not that it's consuming, but it, it takes time to make these mm-hmm. things. Like, are you, are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to music or you just sit there in your thoughts while you're carving? It's a it's a mixture. It's just, again whatever I'm inspired to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, I like to listen to things to help mm-hmm. to help myself grow um, and to really give me different ways of thinking about some of the things I think about mm. or how I view life or how I view people and and just basically how to reprogram my mind to get away from the societal programming and getting into like the Rachel programming, like what, what makes me happy programming. Right. And, uh, and again, getting more into the aspect of not caring what other people think, like (laughs) who cares? Like nobody really freaking cares. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so yeah, just, just trying to find ways to, to be happy as much as I can. And it's not going to happen all the time, but, that's the that's the important thing is just getting out of my head and just going with the the feeling of what what makes me happy today or or what's making me happy right now and um 
and th- I think that's an important question that people should be asking themselves. And, um, but anyways, but back to the question, um, or I'll listen to music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could go off on the whole self-improvement thing. Well, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's interesting because like, I would think that if you, if I was doing something like that, it would get me to a point where I would start to clear my mind and mm-hmm. while I'm doing it, because it's, it's that repetitive motion or, you know, that, that, um, idea of clearing out your, your mind, getting to mm-hmm. a Zen moment or something like that. But also it sounds like you, you kind of work through things while you're doing it. Yeah. It works through things definitely. And it's also on the spiritual side of me, uh, aspect it, it's important for me to do because it's another form of meditation. Mm-hmm. They call it active meditation. And when you get into a meditative state of mind and it, it's regardless whether you pray or whatever, it's the same freaking thing. Right. But, um, it's a way of you opening up your mind and your body to work with the universe, to work with, you know, I don't know what people believe in, but this is what I believe in. And, um, but to work with, you know, like my spiritual guides and all this other stuff, because it, it, I, I do feel the difference when I am creating, like I told my tattoo artist uh, one time, I was like, I, I know it's not just me doing this. Like I feel there's, more energy around me and uh, it's me and whoever else is is with me at that moment like mm-hmm. it's amazing like it's, I've, when I've gotten to that deep state of that active meditation when I'm creating like I felt spirits walk up on me I, I've seen things out of the corner of my eye and it's just amazing because you're just opening yourself up you're allowing and it's not scary it's you can make it whatever you want mm-hmm. um, but I choose to make it a, a beautiful experience, and so amazing things happen. Like it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there one project that you've done? It doesn't have necessarily have to be wood carving, but is that you're particularly pr- proud of? Like just above everything else, or is it everything is just kind of like this is what I made in this moment? You know what I'm most proud of is just doing it. Yeah, it's just. Look, or somebody saying, hey, can you make this? And once I, that moment of realizing, like, I can freaking do this. Like, <laughs> holy shit, this is a cool thing. I can do this. Like, that's what I'm most proud of is not just one particular thing that I've made, but it's overall more proud of myself mm-hmm. for, because for a long time, I just kind of shied away from it. Everybody's like, oh, you're a great artist. You should be doing this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, thanks. <laughs> and uh, I just never took it as serious. And then um, and then, once I started uh, Art and Soul, and I don't know, that's when I, I realized, like, oh, shit, this is badass. Like, wh- why have I been shying away from this mm-hmm. for a long time, like? And this is what I'm meant to do in this lifetime. So I just, yeah, I'm proud of myself. And that, people should be proud of themselves. Yeah. First and foremost, they should be proud of themselves. And I mean, again, if you're just, if you love to stack rocks, be proud of yourself. <laughs> because a lot of people don't like to stack rocks. And, <laughs> I mean, I, there's a guy on YouTube who does stack rocks and it's freaking awesome. Right. And I forget his name, but I mean, you can, it can be a beautiful thing. So be yeah, um, yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, we've been talking for just about an hour now, Holy so cow. I want to ask you uh, our our uh, question that I, okay. if I remember, and I, I kind of gave it to you beforehand. So, yeah. if you could have one super, useless superpower, what would it be? It has to be useless. Useless. Like I, we've also come up with like if it could it could be useful, but it has to have a curse, like kind of thing. So. Oh no. So if you, <laughs> you could do that too, if you want. <laughs> um, I guess never have to worry about like. Cutting my toenails or take, you know what I mean? Right. Because, <laughs> oh, that's annoying. It's my way. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a mundane thing that you just have yes. to get done and, and, yeah. and go down with your day with, but it takes time and yeah. just, you don't want to have to deal with it. I mean, that's, that's, it's a little useful, but it's also useless. I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what was it? What did I say earlier? The vampires um, from, uh, gosh, what were those vampire movies with Tom Cruise? Oh, the Lestat movies, the Anne Rice. Yeah, the vampires? Anne Rice movies. Like whenever they cut the hair, like it always grew back to the same perfect. Or to the moment was it that they turned? I, you know, I've never watched like any of the yeah. Anne Rice like, stuff. Yeah, that must be nice not to have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> like that'd be so cool. You just wake up and be like, oh, this is what my hair's gonna look like today or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm lazy like that, but I'm also honest with my time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So, uh, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you for coming welcome. on. Thank you. What is the best way for listeners to uh, follow you on social media? Is it is it Instagram? Yeah, Instagram art and soul art and uh, art underscore soul underscore underscore rb art underscore soul soul. Oh, no, art. <laughs> Dang it, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the underscore art underscore and underscore soul underscore rb uh, right, there we go instagram. people i finally got it right my own instagram account <laughs> uh is there is there a website or a facebook page or anything like um, that i mean well, not, not your personal facebook but yeah i i don't have the uh facebook account set up yet but okay. and a website eventually i'll get to that but um but instagram instagram is the main thing yeah okay yeah thank you thank, thank you so you. much so, uh, uh and if you want to get a hold of me i am on twitter i'm at mitchipedia gem the rest of geek elite media is at geek elite media on twitter at geek elite media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek elite media is our facebook page check out our website geekelitemedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geek elite media network but until next time this is hey mitch on the geek elite media network saying always remember to geek out geek out This concludes our broadcast. Mitch here from Geek Elite Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candace, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candace. Mention our promo code GeekOut when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.